Good evening and welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block, hosted so far by Ed, Ed, Mike, and myself, Steve, and we're expecting Megan any minute to report firsthand on the special election on Long Island, which somehow the Republicans managed to lose. <laughs> so maybe she has better insight than we do, even though it happens to be my district as well. But, should, we have a, should we have a moment of silence for the GOP's loss of, of another seat in the House? I mean, come on, guys. This is an amazing week for, for news. We have the Putin interview with right. the Her report. We have uh, Dark Brandon's crazy kind of mad response to the Her report. We've got the Bobolinsky uh, testimony. Um, we've got the revelations just today that the CIA um, – conspired with the other Five Eyes services to both spy on and plant uh, the idea that there was Russian collusion in the 2016 elections. And we have the uh, loss in New York State. Oh, and the Republican Party in the Senate continues to uh, attempt um, medical assist assistance in dying, uh, attempt suicide. Um so, I mean, the whole thing is just, I wish Daniel were here because I think the Republicans in the Senate are behaving like the Tories. The Tories are set to win, according to current polling, 15 seats in the 620-seat um, House of Commons uh, next year in the election. That's That's how bad they're going to lose. And I have a feeling that the Republicans are in for just as big a shellacking if they continue to behave the way they do. And it's not just, you know, in New York, but it's it's this constant America last um, philosophy that governs everything they do. Well, I think the interesting thing will be are we we know that we we know that if that happens, the Democrats are going to try and hang the loss not on America last, but on America first. And yes, what can the Republicans and what can Trump do to avoid that? And I'm not sure there's anything that's part of part of what scared me, scared me so much about a Trump nomination. I see a, a real white wipeout coming and not just a wipeout for the short term, but long term. I'm not sure how we're going to pick up the pieces. Well, that I mean, if that's our belief then how do we have any belief that he's capable of winning? Well, his people think he can win. I was skeptical all along. Well, the only way Trump can win is if Biden, if, is if Biden um, becomes so much of a liability and they don't replace him. Um, and I think Biden's working just as hard as the Republicans and to be unlikely. Well, I mean, there are... I'm, there are some other wild cards at play when it comes to the presidential race, right? And number one is Kennedy, <laughs> right? So we don't know what kind of a factor he might end up being. Um, you know, I shared with you Dr. Malone's long post on Substack about how Google controls everything when it comes to discourse online and search engine results and all that. So, um, you know, that remains a, a big problem, too. So when it comes to the mono a mono race, there are other other issues. But if Trump is really that much of a liability that he's going to drag the whole Republican Party down, it's it's just hard to contemplate him 
winning even on fair terms. Hi, Megan. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome aboard. We're waiting heartily for your report. Tell us first tell us what happened and then tell us why it happened and then tell us what should we learn from it. You have 30 seconds. Go. Well, Mozzie lost to Swazi. Don't ever have an election during a snowstorm. And, um, you know, our people just didn't get out there and vote. It, that was the bottom line. He had more people who mailed it in, who showed up and did the early voting. And, you know, and, and people love beautiful lies over ugly truths. And that's a big, big reoccurring theme within this country. It's like, do you know the final, just... what were the final numbers? I do know them. Hold on. Something Sorry. like 54, 46, something like that. And I'm curious if they have a percentage of voters who voted. Yeah. We don't have that, um, but I could probably get it. Sorry. Because that's always interesting to me is that very few people vote at all. Mm -hmm. And what in the world can motivate people to vote if not your entire country falling apart? Especially a special election. <laughs> Sorry, hold for one second. And one of the issues, right, of course, so is, so Steve, your, with your question, what can motivate people when their if their country is not falling apart? Maybe the answer is they don't feel like the Republican nominees are going to save the country. Well, that that may be one of the, the issues. Um, I happen to believe the Republican nominee is not going to save the country, but I happen to believe they can stave off destroying it for a few more minutes because, OK, Megan, what do you got numbers? For Nassau, Swazi received 76,133 votes. That's 52.46%. Mazi received 68,734 votes. That's 47.37%. Queens, uh, Swazi, uh, when Queens is added, it was 91,388, 53.7% of the vote. When Ma and uh, when Queens was added for Mazi, it was 78,239. 45.99% of the vote. In my quick math, that's like 300,000 people voted. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound so low, does it? No. Uh, actually, no, it was, uh, no, when Queens is added, yeah. it, it's more like, it. it's more like 160, yeah. more like 167,000 people voted. Oh, that was a 167,000, okay. yeah. And I assume they don't yet have great analytics on where they lost, what districts and, you know. No, we have it. Both parties have that. That's how I run campaigns is you look but at. They know the result already? Like. Who's, yeah. Who's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I run things. Okay, I run so what, what um, group didn't vote for her that you thought was going to vote for her? I. I think the big problem was that she's a registered, what I'm hearing, she was registered, she is a registered Democrat. And um, people were really, really upset over that. Um, and trying to, you know, explain. She is she's a, or she was? She is a re registered Democrat. I, I thought yeah, she had. Switching, but. I thought that she had already, but I, I know she wanted to, but I think at that point, it was already too late. Um, I think she's going to register as a Republican as soon as she possibly can now. Well, that gets um, right at what I was saying to Stephen before, Megan. 
I mean, why would as a Republican, why would I be motivated to come and vote for a, a Democrat against a Democrat to try and save the country? Because if you look at her voting record, she votes always with the Republicans. Like if you know, what do you mean her voting? You see record? how she is, and my goodness, what voting record? Most people, about? most most women and immigrants come to this country and they register as a Democrat. Then they don't think about re-registering to vote again. They'll vote Republican, but you know how many what, people I know, you, especially mean, my age. What do you mean her voting record? What how she's voted in elections? No, 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 no. I meant as a legislator. She's always with the Republicans. She always, every single speech she gives is like right-leaning. Nothing she's ever said was like Democrat-leaning. So it was just like, does it really make that much of a difference if there's a D or an R next to her name? I mean, I have an R next can. to my name. <laughs> yet my my social issue policies are far more liberal than the person that I ran against who has a D next to her name. I think it can make a difference. Well, it shouldn't, but it does. And you're right. She should have had switched that so it wasn't an issue. Mm -hmm. But yet Jen DeSena runs as a Democrat. She wins on the Republican line. So, you know, yeah, I, I just I mean, think... My, my question for you is, and I didn't really pay that nearly at all as much attention as you did, of course. I mean, do, you feel like, do you feel like she was a good candidate? I feel like she's a terrific candidate. I also think that Trump being the nominee was a giant nail in the coffin. And I've said that from the very start, that that was the main reason that I wanted like DeSantis to win. Because when Trump is the nominee, when he's president, when he's running for president, we can just forget about everything else. And, and all the Republicans in, on Long Island are just going to topple. Everything we worked so hard for, like oh, knocking on doors. Like, explain to gone. me why do you think that is? What what's the connection? Especially in a it's, special election. Why would connection. I not vote against Swazi just because Trump has a big mouth? Because they associate Republicanism with Trumpism and Trumpism with Nazism. And because Trump is seen as the Antichrist. And every single news report you're talking about Google, try looking up anything kind or nice that Trump ever did on Google. You don't find that. You find out about how he's getting served lawsuits, sexual harassment, grabbing okay. her by the you know what. That's what you see. Do Republicans outnumber Democrats in this district? See, that's an interesting question because the answer outwardly, looking at the numbers, no. But because of Trump, a lot of Republicans have switched to independents and blanks. And if those Republicans, the independents or blanks, are mushed in with the Republicans, then the answer is yes. Okay, now Biden won that district, I believe, by 8%. Yeah, because nobody yeah. wanted Trump. It's He's toxic to us. Well, nobody won. Okay, so you're saying after Trump's first term, they were so pissed at him, that's why they didn't want him. And that bleeds over into a special election where he's not. It does. Well, Megan, let me ask you. As toxic as Trump is, Biden's pretty toxic too. What effort, yep. if any, what effort, if any, was made to hang Biden around the neck of Swazi? Let me throw one more question. Oh. Also, if that's true, how did Santos win by so much? It was a great year, and Trump wasn't the nominee, the Republican nominee. They thought he'd be put in prison. They thought he was kind gone. Of, yeah, they thought he was gone. So Trump was not really in the picture, and now he is again. 
And now you're asking me about Biden linked every single mailer, every single thing had Swazi next to Biden, had Swazi next to AOC, had it. Nobody gave a damn because when you look up Biden on Google and all those news stories, he's doing all these wonderful things. He's eating ice cream. Oh, he likes pizza. Isn't it so cute? Did you see what Jill Biden was wearing? She's so pretty. Did you know she's a doctor? She's so smart. Yep. So it, it doesn't convince the people in the middle, but how much it is Republicans not showing up? Well, it, I, I had to stay home yesterday from work and there was no way I was getting my kids in the car to go anywhere with their road conditions. And I'm not even in the, I don't live in the district. So think about other mothers and parents that were staying home. They're going to load up the kids to go vote. And that's, that's our bread and butter. We are the election day voters. And so, you know, grandma and grandpa, they're not getting in the car to vote. By the time the roads were clear at three, then we start talking about black ice, it freezing over again. Nobody's getting in the car. Now they'll know what percentage was early voting versus day, the day of the election. They'll know. I don't know right now, but they'll know. Megan, let me ask you this follow-up. It's February and we've got another election in November, less than less than nine months away. What's being done to recruit another candidate to beat Swazi in November? Well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Mozzie again. I would not be surprised. She, she got her name out there the first time. I think she needs a little bit more polishing. She absolutely does. It's always difficult. You know, it's easy for us to look at her and say, oh, she has an accent. She's this, she's that, she's this, she's that. However, you know, maybe if we hit a little bit more attention, like as a party and really got our candidates polished and professional, like sent them to almost like a finishing school. I think, you know, she would have an excellent chance if she could articulate and express herself better. Maybe she was nervous. I don't know. Because when you're meeting her one-on-one, -on -one, she's this warm, loving, wonderful, intelligent, articulate woman. So I would love to see her go again. I'd love to see her represent us. I think she has that kind of integrity that's so rare in this uh, game. And she's just a good, solid human being. And that's who we need to vote in. Not this guy who tells beautiful lies, but that's what people want. So we have two weeks to find all the candidates. Then we're going to get the petitions. And then I got to go out and knock on doors, get the signatures again. That's grueling. It's all grueling. It's just, I never got a break after, you know, November. Now, now the break that I usually take it's like November, December, January. Well, we were hitting the ground running with Mozzie. So we never got that. So now I guess we're going to relax for two if, weeks. If anything, November is worth, worse because of Trump. Oh, it's going to be a bloodbath, I think. Well, I that doesn't mean I'm not going to give it everything I have. You know, miracles happen, I guess. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that the friends that I have that are in office right now remain in office, especially those are my priorities, the assembly, the New York Senate. Those are my priorities. Can Not I who's going to be president. Question, what matters in New York state legislature? New York state's been run by three people for decades. And the majority of the Democrats versus Republicans is so tremendous. What's the difference? The difference is they could advocate for a little bit more funding. They could, you know, make a difference and pick and choose. They won't put something on the docket that would, Does you know. Does anybody in the New York state legislature have any influence whatsoever over any legislation other than the governor and the heads of the two houses? 
Ultimately, no. But, okay, so but the Ultimately, thing is, no. you, you so, want to have somebody who could represent your district. And Jack but they don't represent your district because my understanding of the New York State Legislature is they do absolutely nothing but bring home money for their district. And that's it. Yeah, but then that's the money going to the organizations that they're choosing, like Jack Martin's. It's like right leaning. Well, they're not giving to, out. Right. They build Alley Pond Recreational Center. But other than that, they do nothing in the legislature. And the chance of any time the New York legislature not being far left is basically nil. Which is yeah, it's, it's, never, it's I would gone, never but... spend five cents on a New York legislature because you're not going to change it. Just like the city council. Yeah, we have Vicky Palladino. And she's mm -hmm. probably good for our district, but I think it's 51 to 6 against Republicans, isn't it? It, it is, but you know what? She's doing a hell of a job over there with what she has. I'd rather have her in office doing what she can than some another, another AOC or another Hakeem Jeffries. I mean, I'm not going to give up. Well, yeah, you know, what am I supposed to throw the towel in right now and tell Jack Martin, sorry, you don't really do anything. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be there for them. Just like I would be there for every one of you if you decided to run for office. I would do whatever the hell I could to make sure that you won, that you believed in yourself, and that you believed in the causes that you were fighting for. Because I have to. Right. So we get back to the Dunkirk issue, Ed, which you mentioned in the chat. Hmm. Yeah. That, that's been my philosophy. I was looking back way, way back, Ed, when we first met, and we were discussing that issue of do you regroup and fight elsewhere? Yeah, maybe that's going to happen. But you know what? While I'm here, if I'm going to have a voice and I'm going to complain or bitch or moan, I'm going to do everything in my fucking power to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can to make a difference. So you can make a difference locally in who runs your county. But yes, I and I, I work very hard with that. But those people do make a difference, I think, in your daily right. lives. But I don't know the state legislator does. Right. But, you know, it's still it still is effective. It still helps. Every single voice helps. And even if they're just, you know, quoted in Newsday as saying, Kathy Hochul is the worst thing to happen to New York, at least that's something. It's not just all Kathy Hochul, yes, Kathy, it's a voice of opposition. And sometimes having a voice of opposition, even if it's not an effective voice of opposition to what you want getting done, is still a little glimmer of hope and it's still blowing a whistle and it's still bringing attention. So exactly. I'll take that. I mean, in order to get to, in, in order to become effective, you have to start off ineffective. I mean, you don't just start off winning. You, you know, you don't you don't win on the first battle. I mean, you're going to have to get out there and get the opposing viewpoint out there. Uh, absolutely, and every little bit helps. Hi, you want to say Happy Valentine's Day? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy, happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. All right. Yeah, is that cat. That is that. What's the cat's name? Who's this that? is Apollo. You know what Apollo means? He's a sun god. Oh, I thought it was a spaceship. Oh, and a, and a spaceship. Was he a spaceship or a god? Uh, both, actually. The other one's Orion, which is both also a god and a spaceship. <laughs> All right, say bye. Don't forget Rocky. What are you doing? No, oh, I know. That's the camera. That's not funny. All right, Alice, Alice would you like to say hi? Sorry. That's monkey's out. Close the door, okay. please. How okay, many, so how many friend, podcasts can say they have God on? I mean, come on. Yeah. Can we can no, we no. talk a little bit about uh, okay. Laser's commentary here for a second? Because I think yeah. I think I, I, I just want 
he 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 had three points. Um, the first point I'm, I'm summarizing is that Long Island can't be saved. I, I think obviously if nobody fights, it can't be saved. Um, but the second point was was that particular district put George Santos in office, and and Santos uh, turned out to be probably one of the most shameless, crazy persons ever voted in. Um, and, and of course, the Republicans are, want to commit suicide because they kicked him out instead of letting him, uh, you know, I think they thought that, well, if we kick him out, then maybe we have a chance of replacing yeah. him with someone sane in the special election. Saving but no. but, um, but I think but they s- thought they'd be loved and respected and they'd be treated huh. by Democrats. Yeah. yeah the, oh, the press would treat them very fairly. Yes, exactly. That's why they so, do it. So the um the the second point is that um the backlash against Santos was always going to be very very hard to accomplish and and then the third one which I will only summarize but um you know uh foreigner who fought a uh, foreign army not something that's going to play well with a uh, uh, Republican Party that is more focused on Americans and American problems and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to ask you a question, Ed, to that, even though I agree with it. But how many people even knew that? I think I, I was. Go ahead, Megan. No, I, I think a lot, especially when there was a misstatement about her involvement with being a paratrooper in the Israel IDF, where females are not paratroopers, she was a machinist, like a machine gun. I don't even know what that's called. Operator in the paratrooper, I guess, yeah. division. So they took that and then they tried to say that that's a lie and she's another George Santos. So they actually brought that to the forefront, the opposition. But how many voters who really voted on election day thought about that she was in the Israeli army? Nobody cared. I don't think anyone really. I, cared. I don't know if people cared about. It. I kind of wish they would have because I think that Me may too. be an issue. But I don't know if people are even that smart, Ed. Um, yeah. The people. Hey, I'm just. I, 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 I'm just presenting Laser's arguments. I think. I think there. There might be a point in. Um. There might be a point in. Uh, the Republican Party running foreigners. I don't think the Republicans have any, um, you know, problem with, you know, Ethiopians or Jews. But I think that the, I think kind of certainly I am um, tired of, uh, you know, foreign-born people representing me in the. Uh, and never, I never considered it. I mean, Mazi always says she goes, "I am an American. I am American." She views herself as an American. That's the question, Ed. Does that extend to me, who was born and bred here, but has two citizenships? Well, as you know, I do not believe in the concept of dual citizenship. I don't think it should be legal. I think people should have to choose. Um, that's You're my saying you're pro-choice. Yes, I'm pro-choice. <laughs> when got it comes Ed to, to say he's pro-choice. I have. You to know, I have no problem. I have no problem. I have no problem with. Um, with with you know, foreigners who've been vetted and whatnot uh, living here and working uh, as long as they're not a, a burden on the taxpayer. Um, 
and so I would have no, you know, problem with with anyone working here. But I I do really think that the whole purpose of citizenship, you know, is is this you know social compact between the person and the government. Now, I know our government has violated that compact, but um, <laughs> but you know it 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 comes down to you know you know if the shit hits the fan, you know, are you an American patriot or are you a patriot of some other country who may or may not be mm-hmm. on the same side? Then as I American guess the now. question would be the Constitution did not put that in as a qualification. Is that because there was no such thing or because they didn't think it was important? I, I think everybody understood back in the day that you were only a, a citizen of one country. I mean, the citizenship oath you take when you it, 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 when you take an oath to be a citizen of the United States, if you come here, is you you disavow all no, former allegiances. Allegiance. Right, so, I mean, it, 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 so. it's 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 built right, so in. That's on it's the American the side. But when I became right. an Israeli citizen, I didn't disavow any foreign allegiances. So am I in that same category? Yeah, I I mean I I don't know the the law on this. I I think the the intent of the framers was was fairly clear. Um, that you should be a, uh, you know, that, that should not be even for garbage collector or just certain offices. Oh no, I don't believe that there's dual citizenship should exist for anybody. You know, I mean, I think you should choose. I, I don't have any problem if you want to be an Israeli citizen. I don't have any problem if you want to be an Israeli citizen and live here. But you can't be both at the same time. Interesting. Does anybody agree with that, or even agree with that as far as being an elected official? Did Ilhan Omar, is she, does she have dual citizenship or did she disavow? Well, um, she had to take the disavow. Oath. She says she's representing them. I, know, well, I, I mean, know, she, I know yeah, American obviously American. she's a liar and she should be, uh, She, you know, she committed fraud to get into the country mm-hmm. by marrying her brother. And <sighs> so her citizenship is invalid and she should be arrested and deported. So let's, let's, uh, that, yeah. the fact that, you know, but. I, I think, you know, she took an oath, which she obviously didn't mean, you know, which she right. obviously had her fingers crossed behind her back um, <laughs> to uh, forswear all uh, the other allegiances. And she didn't mean it. So, I mean, that's another right. reason to throw her out of the country. But but um, she can sit, stick around and Santos gets the boot. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, he, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, she not only should be kicked out of Congress, she should be kicked out of the country. Right. Agree. Uh, you know, the, if you look at and I've been doing this, you know, how many illegal immigrants do we have in the United States? You know, and it's been 11 million for years, even though we just got 8 million more under Joe Biden, it's still 11. Um, and it, it's weird because like, how do you define an illegal immigrant? Because anyone who presents themselves at the border, anyone who presents themselves at the border and lies to an official is automatically illegal. And so all we, we have... Millions and millions of people, millions and millions of citizens who are illegal immigrants and should be tossed out. You know, their citizenship revoked because they all came here under false pretenses. Um, all of these refugees that present themselves on the border are told what to do by uh, NGOs funded by various, uh, you know, religious groups, whether it's Catholic charities or highest and uh or Soros back groups, and they all lie. Every single one of them lies. And then you go interview them, which people have, and they, they tell you the truth because they don't care. They lie to the 
the immigration official and they say, oh yeah, no, I've heard there's jobs here. You know, that's why they came or something like that. So it, it's, they all go, you know, and there's so millions of legal permanent residents who lied and they all go and there are millions of citizens who lied and they all go. And then of course, all the children of them go. So, I mean, you know, there's probably 50, 60, 70 million people who deserve to be deported. Part of that, part of Mozzie's uh, platform was to not give money and to defund any organization that is helping to harbor illegal immigrants or encourage them to lie. And I really, really mm -hmm. liked that aspect. And I thought that took guts to actually come out and say it um, in this kind of uh, yeah, good for area. <laughs> so I really liked how she phrased that. I wish. Um, oh, and the other organization that is pushing all of Catholic this Charities. migration. Well, the Catholic Charities and the, and highest, which is a, a, yeah. a Jewish group. But it's the United Nations um, UNRWA, the Refugee Association. And did you notice that the Israeli uh, army, the IDF, showed that there was a huge uh, Hamas base underneath, right underneath the uh, UNRWA offices in Gaza the other day? And it's, it's as if the United Nations Refugee, I don't know what the acronym is, is actually was actually providing cover for Hamas, which they were. And um, they're also, we give like a third of the budget to the United Nations, and they're the ones, uh, you know, along with Catholic Charities and Highest, who are pushing this these migrants from South America and Central America into the United States in a sort of a cloward pivot strategy. So, I mean, I, you know, we, we got to get it. We got to at least stop funding this refugee agency. We, uh, you know, we should leave completely but you know in the terms of the possible we have to stop funding them they're they're, they're killing us and they're literally yeah. supporting terrorists in the mid-east i really wish that she focused more on that and ads and everything she was supposed to have a super bowl ad i read it in the new york post i did anyone see it i watched the whole thing i, I didn't see it well you would be the one to see it because it would have been a local ad local it was ads supposed went... to be a national ad the whole world was supposed to see it Oh. And that's seven million dollars for a thirty-second ad. Where'd yeah. they get the seven million dollars? No, I would say. Huh? I do remember the cute little Pfizer ad, but I digress. Yeah, Pfizer, <laughs> like Newton and Galileo. Yeah, Pfizer. Yeah. Uh, I want to just mention two more Trump things, and then we can get away from him, hopefully. But a Trump's um, dig for her losing because she didn't kiss up to him enough. And second of all, his statement about, I'd encourage anybody to attack a NATO country that didn't pay their dues. Um, bad, very bad, neutral. What do you guys think? About well, Trump attacking Mozzie? That was bad. Trump attacking Mozzie was bad. The NATO she thing said, was in the context was funny. You welcomed him with open arms. Like, what is he talking about? What do you mean, Megan? Well, She's, you know what oh, he's talking about. He doesn't want to be responsible for her loss. That's exactly it. Sorry, I'm, wait, I'm about to sneeze. But again, his, his being a two-year-old. He is, yeah. My fear in November is you only need 10% of Republicans who would have voted Republican to say, you know what, I just can't. And he loses. Uh -huh. he, he and I'm really glad that anything. 
I'm in New York, so it doesn't matter. The stripes are not about to change. Exactly. So, and and nothing, nobody can stop him. And I really believe he is endangering the election, even if we want him to be president, because yeah. he's just intolerable. He can't keep his mouth shut. And you think the NATO thing was funny, or you think he went a little bit over the line? The and NATO all, thing was funny context, in context. I'm, what's that, Ed? The NATO thing was funny in context. It was it was kind of like when Reagan said, uh, "We've got a solution to the Russian problem: the bombs start dropping in five minutes." <laughs> I thought yes, Reagan's it was, was funnier, and Reagan's and Reagan's was, was funnier. Of course, Reagan's was funnier because Reagan is was a master. And Reagan was off uh, mic, supposedly. Yeah, it was off. Got caught. Whereas this was a statement where he should have said, you know, how angry he is they don't pay their fair share, which I thousand percent agree with him. But to say I welcome them being attacked, I, I just again, I just think he has no sphincter muscle. Well, that's certainly true. I mean, would I would I have said that? And I'm a jokester. No, of course not. I think it's irresponsible. It's, it's almost, you know, I think one of you wrote in the chat, maybe in Ed M. He makes people defend the indefensible. And at a certain yeah, point, at a certain point, I'm not doing it anymore. Because he's I'm exhausting. He's I'm exhausted. Disgusting. I'm I mean, exhausted. Just everything, everything. Trump, 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 Trump. Can't keep Trump. His mouth shut. Can't do it anymore. And he has very little positive to say. Okay, Ed. At the beginning of the show, you listed about twelve uh, important things going on. So, what's the next one on your big hits list? Wow, Putin. Putin. Uh, okay. Interviewed by Tucker. To me, yeah. Can somebody explain to me why I should give a hoot about that? Mm -hmm. I don't know whether you should I mean, give a hoot about it. It certainly was very interesting. Why? Um, Why was it interesting? Yeah, I heard it's just a history lesson. Just, just to well, get the beginning the part. Opposing viewpoint. Was. I mean, yeah, we're, I mean, we're I, dealing with censorship, Stephen, and and Tucker went and broke through the censorship. Well, That's why I think it's important. You think? Okay. Did Putin say anything that he necessarily believes? Like, what does that mean? What, what did I learn about Putin that I didn't know about Putin? And what did I learn about Russian history well, that I couldn't learn? The I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's the fact that Tucker Carlson now has, like, now is being considered, like, treasonous and the enemy of the state, whereas Barbara mm -hmm. Walters interviewed Fidel Castro. She's right. a freaking hero. I think that's the bigger point. I didn't even oh watch God. the interview, but I think that's the bigger point that I, I saw that. And I, I think the reality, to it, the reaction to it, yes, maybe teaching us a lot of things, but I wouldn't learn anything in such an interview. I don't believe a thing Putin says. Yeah, Megan, you're reminding me how many leftists just traveled to to Cuba, like uh, uh, what's his name, Spicoli. Yeah. Sean, Sean Penn. I, I, I mean, I, they go on and on and on. Dennis Rodman went to China back in, in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean, I mean, North they, Korea. They, they, can, they can get away with, with anything. Yeah. North, forget North, about North. Hanoi Jane. So, I've been reading I, a lot about Russian reaction. history. I've been reading I mean, a lot about Russian history lately. I'm even, uh, you know, a little bit learning the Russian language. And I wouldn't say that Putin said anything that was an out and out lie. I think. What he ended up, what he did was that whole 35 minute uh, discursion into Rus Russian history. I think the, the purpose of that was to show that he had a handle on Russian history. Um, and and I, I think that it did no good for him at all in the West. I think maybe that was uh, for his own audience because the 
interview was televised in in Russia. Right. Um, I, I think obviously he left out a bunch of stuff that's extremely relevant to Tucker's first question is like, why did you invade Ukraine? Um, Not only I why think, did you invade Ukraine, but if you have all these historical claims to Ukraine, why did you wait 20 something years yeah. coming to and office? Then, in and order why, to why shouldn't Hungary get the Hungarian portions and right. R- Romania get the Romanian right. portions? But nobody thinks that Putin's going to back down because of questions. And does anybody no. really believe that everybody didn't know those questions in advance? Well, I, I mean, I no, no. He, I'll bet you any amount of money he didn't know the questions in advance. The, see, the thing is that if if Putin was sitting here in my office and we were sitting and talking in English, because obviously he's fluent in English, um, mm-hmm. I would ask him totally different questions, obviously. But you're in, you're in his office in the Kremlin in a country that is known for imprisoning journalists or disappearing them. Or disappearing them, and you want to be—you want to go right up to the line, but you don't want to. And the line is way lower than the line in my office here, right? Or even if he was like in Switzerland, or you know, sitting down with someone in, you know, in India or something. Um, you, you, he, Tucker had to be very, very careful in that interview, and and he was careful, and I don't blame him for being careful. Um, we did get some information out of uh, Putin, and I think a lot of the stuff that he said about um, the West torpedoing his peace overtures um, are things that we had heard in the past from independent sources. And so I think right. we can we can take those as, as fairly confirmed. Um, I, I think, think a lot, I think a lot of what he said are things that we've talked about on this show. Yeah, but we're so. It was, you know, it, was it was interesting. They are responsible for what happened. They kept pushing and pushing on on NATO with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And all he had to say was, listen, I, I tried. I warned over and over again. That's a red line. That's a red line. And they went over the red line. And I had mm-hmm. to act. Okay. I wasn't going to have nuclear weapons, NATO nuclear weapons on my doorstep. Okay. And the weird thing is because, like, and that's what he did wrong. I mean, if I was giving advice to the president of Russia, it's like the, all these discourses in Russian history, He, uh, someone said as sort of semi-dictator of Russia, um, like all dictators, he likes to talk for long periods of time, you know, like Fidel Castro famous, you know, six hour speeches and whatnot. And he doesn't realize that people in the West have a very short attention span. So he, he should have said what exactly what Mike said. Um, if he was trying to talk to the West. So it might be that just he's used to being eloquent and uh, or, you know, going on long and long periods of time or it, his answers weren't for the West, but for the Russian yeah. population. Well, the one thing I, I, I didn't really hear from him and he could have made this case is how, how Ukraine uh, was corrupt and a lot of Western yeah. politicians yeah, the, the big guy. Let me go back a minute. I know I'm very, yeah. very cynical. I get that. What was the purpose of this interview? Why did Putin agree to it? And what is the outcome of this interview? Are Democrats going to suddenly well, say, and McConnell going to suddenly say, "Gee, maybe we shouldn't fund Ukraine"? What changed no. from this? What I'm missing all of that. Well, I think well, no, I mean, Tucker had his own purpose reason, for doing it, and he made it pretty clear in a follow up interview that he does that he did. It was it was about. The freedom of the press. Exactly. I mean, he was being threatened to to step down. 
and not and yeah. not. He said he was do, trying to do the NSA was reading his read text messages and yeah. and acting against him and and he thought that that was as it is. Uh, both immoral and illegal. And he but says, that's a bigger the bigger story. And Steve, if the government doesn't want me to interview Vladimir Putin, by God, I'm going to interview Vladimir Putin. That That's the whole reason right there. That, and on and top of all that, I mean, Stephen, this is a recurring theme. You, 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 you think we have to go from A to Z without any stopovers. And, and a lot of times, in no, order where to did we go A to B? B? What did, what did anybody gain from it? I, that's what I don't understand. Like, like Mike is, I said, think, it's I, a freedom of the press issue. How many times have we seen Zelensky interviewed? How many times have we seen Zelensky come into Congress and give speeches to Congress? We're only getting one side of the story. And you know, the saying, Tucker is saying, the, no, they, we're going to get two sides of the story. And the, I think um, the, the right wing was always like, oh, the right, the left wing media, look, look. And now the uh, organizations, wow. FBI, left wing, left wing. And then like, then there's people who are like, oh, my God, those crazy conservatives, they're conspiracy theorists. I well, mean, now look what Tucker did. He okay, blew I have it a question. Out. When Henry Jane in the 1960s said America is just as bad as any other country, I believe most of us conservatives were very upset and called her a traitor. When Tucker Carlson says every leader assassinates people, we're supposed to celebrate that. What am, well, what am because I we were at war and Fonda was not telling the truth. And we're not at war with Russia, and Putin or uh, and well, is first of all, we are at war with Russia, and I think I've heard you say that we are at war with Russia. Okay. Well, was if Russia at war with the United dollars. States? Was Russia at war the, in the, with the United States in Vietnam or Korea? I mean, I you can argue so, that yes, you can argue that, that it was. But no. this is a proxy war, just like that was. Right. Russia right. is fighting a hundred billion dollars. Of our armaments. Yes, he is an enemy of the United States right now. You can't get around that. And to say we're no better than he is because we assassinate. I, I don't too, think which Putin is, is an enemy of the United States. I yeah, think I don't think Biden so either. Is an, and I think Biden is an enemy of the United States. And, and, and the, oh, excuse the me. Is, Did we just give $100 billion to fight Putin? Does that not make him our enemy? What am I? I don't understand. Well, we gave $100 billion to prop up their corrupt state in Ukraine. And to prop up to defend against and, Russia, and to, no, and to and to prop up the completely false accusation that Trump is a Putin asset and a, and a Russian asset. But to defend against Russia, the people blowing up our no, they're are not. They, it, no, they they don't think that Russia is about to attack us. No, 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 no. The people destroying everything we send there are Russians. The reasons we are sending things there is because Russia attacked Ukraine. How can you say Russia is not our enemy? That, that's ridiculous. But Ukraine I, I is not our like, ally. But you're I didn't say Ukraine's our ally, but we're treating them like an ally, and the people destroying our stuff are Russians. And we the are not treating them like an ally. Russians. Our government is treating them like an ally. Yes, the Congress exactly. hasn't There's said anything on this issue. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, stop. Ed, 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 excuse me. The Congress has voted more than $100 billion. What do you mean they haven't said anything? On that the other saying hand, stuff. for the first time, I've ever seen we got 29 votes in the senate against a foreign aid bill for ukraine and israel but how can I can't you even, I, I was 98 to zero that's a hundred to zero bill in in uh, uh before this 98 to two the tucker interview is helping yes you're right there's no practical difference in that particular bill between 98 to 2 and 71 to 29. 
but it's a huge psychological difference. You right. So now the Democrats, policies. when they crush the Republicans in November, are all of a sudden going to defund Ukraine because Tucker interviewed Putin or it's going to go the exact opposite. And it's no. going to fire. This is again what that's a perfect example of what I was saying about from A to Z, you have to take stops at B and D and E. OK, no, you don't, you don't do anything. Let me, let me finish what I'm saying. Then you can tell me why I'm wrong. Fire. You don't go from 98 to two to two to 98. From ninety-eight to two, you went to seventy-eight to seventy-nine to you know seventy-one, 71 to, to twenty-nine. Yeah, right. right. I mean, you have to you have to move the ball along the field. You don't score a touchdown from your own one-yard line. Ed, you got to move the ball down the field, and then eventually you get to be able to score a touchdown. I'm sorry because I've been listening attentively to the first part of this show, and the first part of the show is that we're going to get crushed in November. Now, is the Republicans going that, to pussyfoot with Putin going to make us? More likely to win in November or less likely to win in November? I don't think it's going to make it us less likely Democrats to win. Democrats I think to be even in... more likely to want to destroy the Republicans because the Republicans are on the side of Putin. And that has played very well for them, even though it was a total lie in 2016, total lie in 2020, but it plays well. And all this did was give them a thousand times more ammunition. And the first 40 minutes of our show was how they used their lying ammunition to destroy us. So does this make it better in November? Or worse in November, it makes it worse. Nothing to do with I don't think it makes it worse. I think Trump makes it, makes it worse. worse. I think the articulation needs to happen where it's like, I just wanted to prove a point to you about the freedom of press, like what Ed was saying. But even instead, if it hurts us, even gonna, if it hurts partially us agreeing with Democrats. you, Steve, partially agreeing with you that they're going to take that, pervert it, and corrupt it so that and and that's going to be it's broadcast. Worth it because, but meanwhile, Julian Assange is, excuse me, where? So I, in prison, and and Picasso's about to get acid spilled on it. So I I just don't understand. This is not moving the ball. If anything, this may be giving us a safety. That's all I'm saying. I think this is a victory if you're celebrating one. Way too early celebrate it, and I think it buries us worse because all they do is Trump, Putin, Trump, Putin, Trump, Putin, and now they nailed it. Now they're going to play this interview a hundred thousand times between now and November. Trump, Putin, Trump, Putin. And it worked. That's all I'm saying. I will disagree respectfully with our dear leader here. I'm not the dear leader. I'm his father. <laughs> I want to colonize Mars so badly. I need yeah. to get out of here. Yeah. And, and what I about hate, I hate this every, every leader kills, which I totally agree with. But that doesn't upset our red-blooded American. Uh... I think you have to look at the at the context of the way he said that. And when I w watched watched that interview, Tucker being interviewed, and he said that, I had really no problem with it at all. I just I probably was just nodding, like, yeah, of course that happened. And it it wasn't a moral equivalence between our two systems because Tucker was ardently defending the America that we want it to be and, and it, that it has been in the past in which we're not acting like now. So I think he made that, he made that abundantly clear. Now to the, to the point of what is Putin's reason for doing the interview. I mean, clearly there's a PR reason for doing it when you're thought of as evil incarnate by many Americans. I think your main goal in that interview is to show that, you know what, you're a pretty reasonable guy. I know history. I didn't just do this because I felt like it. You know what I mean? There, you know, we tried to make overtures to the West. We were rebuffed. You know, yeah. 
And, and unfortunately, and in the, in, in he the did society, that. Can you imagine I also what think he came across as another just slick politician as well? So can you imagine yeah. how different the world would be right now if if uh, when Putin said, how about um, you let us into NATO? Right. The NATO people said, yeah, that's a great idea. Can you imagine the geopolitical situation Ed. now? Ed. How much better we'd be in? I don't imagine? understand the logic of letting anybody into NATO when NATO was specifically formed to be against Russia. Let's just close NATO down. I don't. Want to, I don't even know what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, NATO. whatever. Yeah, we're gonna join of NATO. NATO should stupid. have been closed down. But imagine right. if Russia was in NATO, we wouldn't right. have this damn war in Ukraine, and we would be positioned better as a counterbalance to China because all of our uh, economics would have okay. been integrated. I yeah, have, you know what? Uh, in the Middle East as well, because I Putin... happen to agree that Trump's overtures to Putin were probably wise, and I happen to believe they should be more of an ally than an enemy. All I'm saying is they have used that very, very successfully against us, and they will again. And it's just another two percentage points to lose in November. That's all I'm saying. I, I know, don't think it's going to matter. You know, it's so you funny. It mattered in 2020. What? No. Ukraine? Trump, Putin, Trump, Putin. No, Trump, Putin. Yeah. I don't think that mattered at all. No, it's going to that... be abortion. Uh, yeah, that's why you took the word right out of my mouth. <laughs> They're going to be that, whipping wait, wait, out wait. the abortion That's actually thing interesting because when we asked again, whipping that out. the first you know part of the show, which I was paying attention to, and we asked, why did she lose? The abortion word never came up. Yeah, but that was a big factor in it because they lie. Well, you know, know. Where most Republicans don't give a crap about it in new york at least you don't We're think like, there's well, a problem that she was pro-choice and she came out as a pro-choice republican no she was not she, she said is... i am pro-choice i don't want to impose my views on anybody else that's it's exactly what, what she said exactly that's how i am Joe Biden says that's pro-choice you no know, it's not it's not it's laissez-faire because i'm like i like the color red What's i'm that? not going to impose Isn't my red love on you defined as laissez-faire isn't that what it's defined as? No, no, she's no. She said, she said, I'm not going to impose my views on you. Isn't she that pro-choice? But, but she she's said a legislator. She's she's not going to vote to restrict abortions. She's no, she wasn't. She was very, very that. But having a personal thing, you know, if I got pregnant, There's I didn't no want a kid. Biden. I would have it. I'm not. I'm pro-life for myself. Arguing. But I'm if certainly not going position, to Megan, politicize Megan, if that. If that was her position, it was stupid because she said she openly, do, "I am not going to vote against anybody's right to yeah. an abortion." All she had to do was was say, "I'm going to follow Dobbs." Dobbs yeah, moves into local politics. And the House of Representatives has nothing to say about what happens on Long Island. Right. That's all she had to say. That's it. That's how most of us articulate it. But she when we're asked that she question. Didn't. She's quoted many times as saying, this is my personal belief, but I won't impose it, which is, by the way, what Biden's personal belief was. And we all made fun of him for it. Exactly. So I don't know. I think that was a misstep because I don't know. Are the Republicans in Long Island, is that their view or are they radically pro-life? We are not radically pro-life at all. Like if we have a personal view that, you know, maybe if something happened, I would never do that with my body. But I'm certainly not going to tell your daughter or your wife what to do with hers. Like, that's how most of us feel. Like, we're just like, it's yeah, not I guess that's why most of us Republicans feel like the strongest Republican in New York State is a Democrat. The like issue, New Jersey. The issue with abortion is, you know, 
you have to, from a political perspective, from a legal perspective, you have to be able to put out there where the line is drawn. Maybe the line is at birth. Maybe like Nancy Pelosi, it's a few days after birth. Mm -hmm. Maybe the line is at 20 weeks or 24 weeks or viability or whatever. Maybe the line is at, at 12 weeks. Maybe the line is at six weeks. Maybe the line is at conception. And you have to say like anything beyond this line is murder. Like, okay, after birth, if you kill the child like Nancy Pelosi wants you to be allowed to do, that's murder. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, after viability, that's murder. Because murder is a thing the government is responsible for. Not the federal government, Ed. No, no, no of course federal... not the federal government, but you still have to take a position on it. Yes, of course, of course, you're right. But we don't live in that 1790, right? We live in today and you have Even to Even today, Ed, there is no federal murder statute. There's a billion federal murder statutes. Where are all these abortions happening? Where are all of these abortions happening? I'll tell you where the Planned Parenthood clinics are. They're in minority neighborhoods. It's almost like a genocide. Right. That's where they are. And why are we not educating these poor girls to have better birth control methods? The methods are out there. They could get it for free at Planned Parenthood. Why is this even a damn issue anymore? It shouldn't be. You don't the psychological think they know? way that it affects women, yeah, it's I mean, terrible. They've got to live I, with it their whole life. I, it's I, so sad. You don't think I, they know about birth control? They don't know. The problem is, Megan, that uh, none of us- They're not educated. They don't care. Uh, no. I don't, they, uh, it's I don't buy true, that. It's not true, Megan. It's not true. None of us in our entire lives, with the exception maybe of the checkout counter at the grocery store, ever deals with anyone who is of low intelligence. And to take the birth control pill requires both intelligence and conscientiousness. And there are a large swath of people, and by large, I mean like a third of the country who are not capable of doing that. So you move to like, well, you get the guy to wear a condom. Well, the guy doesn't want to wear a condom for lots of reasons. And so you get lots of pregnancies. It's uh, I mean, what the the thing in your arm, you know, the um, the what's Depo it called? Rivera. The, the yeah, the 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 thing. That's what we need to be pushing, not the pill. The pill is not going to work with people but of saying, low intelligence, low conscientiousness. Yes. That's what I'm saying. They they're not aware of it. Please don't tell me that. I don't know. I know because I've researched it because it's something that. I think is so avoidable, and I yes, I'm but you've researched it right because you are smart. Right. But I researched it for other people to try and reach them because I want to help. Because I think when a woman goes, it's not just a baby that's dying or a potential for a child that's dying. There's a part of a woman that that dies yeah. also. I can't even imagine having to make that decision. And I, I, I think that life is so cheap nowadays that maybe they don't give a damn. Well, then that's another issue altogether. The mental health issue that's going on here. It's a huge problem. Yeah. I I completely agree with you, and I you, you know you, I'm not sure there's that? any solution to That's this. Awesome. Can you leave, please? Sorry, I'm not sure there's any solution cool. to this problem. Bye. We can talk about something else. Yes, yeah, especially about I don't know because I do I do doodle I do I do doodle. I promise not to sing, but I want to hear your comments Condoms. on the national anthem at the Super Bowl. The Black National Anthem at the Super Bowl. Well, they they went into the basement and they got the Pander Stone. If you're oh. familiar with the the um, uh, South Park episode on on Disney, 
and they're using the pander stone to pander. And the reason they're pandering is, you know, two thirds of the players in the, yeah. um, in the NFL are black and they have chips on their shoulders. Now the chips are gold braided and encrusted with diamonds um, because they're all paid more money in one year than I will ever earn in my entire life. Um, but, but they do have this racial chip on their shoulder. And now I think the left they, is uh, mad because not enough people stood up for it, apparently. I mean, I'm not stupid enough to ask how did we get here because I get how we got here. I just guess, like, only thing I can say is it's overwhelmingly sad. I, I don't know whether I would either not stand up if I was in a good mood or stand up and turn my back if I was in a bad <laughs> mood. Uh, so, if that was ever played in a game I went to, um, it's an insult well, to the country. It's again, it's again, it's, it's okay. Like we talked earlier about dual citizenship, right? Thank you. I was just going to interrupt mm -hmm. you and say it. So I won't interrupt you and say it. Exactly. <laughs> they want to pretend that this is two countries. We have a black country and a white country or a, yeah. a POC country and a white country. And mm -hmm. if you're, and if you're a POC you have an you know an identity and a citizenship in the 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 black America, and if you're a white person, you have POC in the white. Well, first of all, if you're going to encourage white nationalism, which is what this does, I don't think it's going to end up where you want it to end up. But pandering to what is essentially black nationalism is all that's going to do is cause white nationalism uh, as a reaction, and I don't think any of us want white nationalism is a reaction to right. black nationalism and so i i again they but the, the people yeah. who lead us they can't it's it's not that they can't play 40 chess or 3d chess they can't play 2d chess they can't play checkers they cannot play tic-tac-toe they love making a move they have no idea what the inevitable consequence of that move is they can't even think one move ahead and this black national anthem, the pandering of, to the you know the black nationalist, is 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 going to so backfire on them that I mean they're going to need to triple FBI agents to uh, invent all sorts of racist hate crimes um, because well, here, they don't nearly have enough FBI agents here, inventing racist hate crimes. I, I don't I don't think they're being stupid. I think it's all it's all purposeful. They want to divide us. All this stuff is, is to divide us and ha keep us fighting. You know, I mean, apparently this song does have a history. I, I don't know it all. I mean, I saw somebody on Facebook saying, you know, uh, you know, you a lot of you are are ignorant. You know what you're talking about with the song. I mean, if it were just if it were just a song and it had a history and it, it was something about you know Lincoln and being freed from slavery and all that. You know, reasonable people can be open-minded about it. But when you start terming it the Black National Anthem... And it doesn't belong with the National it, Anthem. It doesn't, right. Event, I'm actually, I'm surprised period. they didn't ha pair it more closely with the National Anthem. I thought they were going to try to force the crowd to stand up. And it. then they, they play uh, I mean, America I, the Beautiful or something, which yeah, who wants yeah, to hear that? Yeah. You know, I who mean, wants to hear that? It's, it's just, you know, the, the pageantry has got to be cut. Right. I mean, it's, so. it's a football game. I like watching it. Just cut out all the crap and uh, play the national anthem, have the planes fly by, you mm -hmm. know. But, oh, no, we've got to have all of these people who are randomly like maybe they were Indians or something come in. Uh, who the the nat captains to like flip the coin and say, flip the damn coin. 
Call heads, call tails, play, play get football. on with the football game. Shut up and play. Shut up and play. Exactly. Yeah, but on a high note, I didn't see anybody take a knee for the national anthem this year. I thought that was great. I mean, I I really, I really enjoyed the Super Bowl this year. I really, really did. I don't even care about the black national anthem, whatever. And I think that the less issue we make about it, it's gonna go away. Like if we stick hey. our if, if we dig our heels in and we start bitching and moaning. They're going to be like, yeah, you see that? You see that? Let's keep on going. But well, if we're just like, eh, whatever. It's amazing that we still have the Kansas City Chiefs and not the Kansas City Football Club. I know. Yeah. It was such a great game, though. It was, it was so I had a blast. <laughs> I had so much fun. So there it is didn't, a, I, I just ignore that shit, that stupidity. Okay. I'm going to try my best to only bring up one more story because I'm monopolizing this entire show since Ed called me that name. Michael oh, Mann lost his lawsuit. I mean, no, one against Mark Stein. Mark Stein, yes. Yeah, how, how big a deal is it? Ed Maslis, you're the legal correspondent. I missed this story. I, he, Mark Stein was sued by Michael Mann for defamation about 12 years ago. Right. I thought that he'd already, I thought that suit was over and that I thought it was over years ago that uh, Stein uh, had asked for uh, information and discovery and Michael Mann refused to give information about how he came up with his numbers and they, Entered a default judgment. Going on for twelve years, and they just gave a million dollar verdict against Mark Stein. Yeah. Uh, how, so the verdict was for attorneys' fees, probably. No, the verdict was one dollar for uh, um, for uh, actual damages and one million dollars for punitive damages. Now that'll probably get knocked down, but it's going to cost them. You know, he's already up in the million. Legal but it was fees in Canada, anyway. right? No, it was in the United States. Yeah, I don't understand. How did that get to be in the United States? And then, aren't our free speech laws different? Like, um, how did we well, lose? Because in the United States. Stein lives in the United States. Right, but our free speech... Well, the prior suit Stein. that I was talking about was actually in Canada. So maybe there was more than one lawsuit. Um, yeah. No, he, he called him the, uh, you know, he, he essentially... Stein compared his hockey stick graph to... Uh, child molestation. Um, really, and, I, my recollection is that he said that uh, Michael Mann shouldn't be at Penn State; he should be in the state pen. That's what I. That's what I remember. Okay, he may have said that, but that's not what he was being sued over. He was okay. being sued over comparing Michael Mann's hockey stick to child molestation. How was he, what was the comparison? What was supposed to be? Well, Jerry Sandusky was a coach at Penn State, right? Who who was uh, molesting players, mm -hmm. um, and it, this was about when Mark Stein made that comment. Um, the The problem, of course, is that that's not defamation because he was, uh, you know, obviously he was comparing Stein's scientific method, not his his own character, and he was correct. Uh, you know, man was fabricating data. There is full evidence out there showing that he fabricated that data. So that, you know, I, I think it would be in any reasonable um, jurisdiction, it would be, it wouldn't even get past summary judgment, motion for summary judgment. What state was this in? D.C., wasn't uh, it? D.C., yeah. That's the problem. It was in D.C. You cannot get a fair trial in D.C. if it's anything controversial. As Trump will find out. Well, as a pit guy, I do use that state pen thing from time to time. Anyway. Yeah.
<laughs> well, man is essentially a, a fraud. He is a fraud. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll sue me. But I, that, that hockey stick graph is fraudulent. Um, I mean, I happen to enjoy Mark Stein a lot. So Yeah, me too. This is going to hurt. Okay, Mike. Boy, I feel like we're missing stuff. I don't know. Um, I'm missing a lot of stuff. That's why I'm asking. So I, I like the one story I wanted to share is out of New Jersey, um, because every now and then I have to remind people of how much of a radical uh, nuthouse this is. Um, so the most recent controversial bill that they've come up with basically would, for all intents and purposes, allow the state to control public libraries. Uh, the boards of education, the localities would not be able to control it. And why are they doing this? It's all under the umbrella of the parental rights movement, efforts to keep out explicit books and materials from the libraries, um, things that are really, uh, when you look at the law for obscenity, meet the definition and the standard of obscenity, have no business being in libraries um, where, you know, third graders, fifth graders can are exposed to it and can take the books out. So this is what the radical left is now up to in New Jersey. That's their, their response to parents trying to obviously keep this stuff away from their kids, the whole trans movement and the whole agenda that's at play. Um, you know, we've seen obviously some, some of these schools, at least I've seen at least two stories and there's probably a lot more of these schools intervening, not p telling parents about their gender transition um, so all this stuff is going on. Uh, parents are right, rightfully upset and, and are uh, taking action to combat it. And th this is what the left has come up with in trend. They, they want to take that power away and in essence, almost really make librarians a special protected class where they, they cannot be, um, you know, you can't do anything to them if they're not taking some of the materials out. So that's where we are in the People's Republic of New Jersey. So until now, you're saying you have more local control in New Jersey? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way. Boards of education, local, you know, local towns have control over what's curated in their libraries. You know, I think the biggest issue is what's going on in the actual school libraries. And when you start talking about public libraries, it's a little bit different. But there are obscenity laws in the books. And if you've seen some of these books, they're they're explicit. I mean, I think, yeah, no pun intended, you can get the picture. Mm -hmm. By the way, the bill's up for a hearing in a Senate committee tomorrow. So I know a lot of activists in New Jersey, you know, parents, concerned parents and everything are on their way down to Trenton tomorrow to speak out. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Megan. You gotta jump. I've got Valentine's Day. Ooh. <laughs> That's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. All good. We got bits of time left. What what important stories have we not yet talked about? Because there's so many out there. There's so many out there. I just want to list a few if there's any uh, comment. Um you know, there was uh the HER report, which is a report on Biden's handling or mishandling of classified information when he was a private citizen after he, his term and vice president ended. 
It also discussed how he mishandled classified information as vice president. Um, and uh, her explained that he wasn't going to prosecute Biden because uh, Biden would come off as a confused old man who doesn't remember anything. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what it said. And so he would he would wouldn't he would be a sympathetic uh, defendant and probably couldn't get uh, a conviction. So we're not going to prosecute. Um, obviously, that's bogus. I mean, not bogus that he's a confused old man who doesn't remember anything. That's obvious from watching the television. But it's bogus that, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton gets away with mishandling classified information. Uh, Biden gets away with mishandling classified mm -hmm. information. And Trump is charged for mishandling classified information when, in fact, it was locked away, whereas Biden's was just like around and in his garage and whatnot. So there is a selectivity of prosecution here. And then, you know, what happened was Biden came on and gave a press conference, one of the first he uh, has, I think it's only the third, he's given an open press conference in his presidency, and he sort of made a fool of himself during it. He was angry uh, and- uh, Not sort and of. He, he, he <laughs> well, not just that he made a fool out of himself, Ed, but they set him up to make a fool out of himself. I mean, his other press conferences- you know, they gave him note cards. They told him who to call uh, on. They told him apparently what this one, uh, uh, what's been leaked out of the White House, was going out there at seven forty-five at night, which is way after his sundown period. Um, was his own idea, and he insisted on it. And and to a certain extent, even if you're a puppet like Biden is, um, you know, you you still are the president to a certain extent, and you can say I'm doing it no matter what. And that's that that's why we pulled out of Afghanistan, to be honest. Um, and, uh, um, so he went out there and, um, and gave the press conference and then he walked off and somebody gave him, uh, asked him a question about Gaza and he came back Right. and he, he gave this really, now, of course the Israeli effort in Gaza is incomprehensible to me, Let's put that to the side, but, um, he gave this, uh, weird kind of lecture about um israel's going too far or uh you know they're not doing it the way they should um as if the president has a uh any say in the way an ally prosecutes a war um which goes back to what we talked the other week so it was it was all in all a very bad uh it was a very bad look um for biden this whole her report and and his response to it um the left is really going all in on the pro-Gaza, you know, the, this this um, idea that the <clears throat> Israeli attack into uh, Gaza is a quote-unquote genocide. And obviously that term is overused. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, there's 460 million Arabs in the world. And even if they did kill everybody in Gaza, it certainly wouldn't be a genocide. Um, I, and to be honest, I think the casualties of uh, the Gazan casualties are extremely low for um, an effort uh, from military effort of this complexity uh, and this length of time. I, I, you know, they'd say, Oh, 30,000 people have been killed and half of them are children. I'm like, yes, I understand that, but I'm a student of military history and wow, that's low. But uh, apparently um, we're not allowed to like learn or, or have context or talk about, the Second World War, or the First World War, or the War of eighteen twelve, or anything in the history in history where um, you know built up areas were 
uh, were set to the torch. So uh, Biden is getting a lot of attacks on the left um, from, quite frankly, people who hate Israel. And uh, I, I don't know how that's going to play in the election. I, you know, for a lot of the money that goes to each of the parties is from uh, from billionaires nowadays, and a lot of billionaires happen to be Jewish. So it doesn't know. I don't know how that's going to play out in the you know in the dark money part of the campaign. Um, and I just. A lot of the right is like, yeah, look, we don't have any money. We're not giving any money to anybody. So on the right, there's this more, let's stop giving our money away. And on the left are, you know, Israel is evil and genocidal maniacs. And I don't know how that's going to play out in the election or in the war. Yeah. I knew there was another big story out there, but it seems like it's so long ago that we must have talked about it last week. (laughs) But um yeah, that that press conference was was a doozy to to say to say the least. If I mean, if he insisted on going out himself, uh, he he may have just done them all favors because I I to me it's just it's one step closer to getting rid of him. I mean, if you want to get rid of him, that press conference was a springboard for it. If there wasn't one wasn't already one there already, I mean, he, and then you start reading the report, he couldn't remember. When his son died, um, he couldn't remember when he was vice president. But, you know, the report is just ridiculous on its face, too. Not just the fact that they're letting him off the hook, but to say, well, he's basically senile and he can't hold up. I mean, Jonathan Turley pointed out on TV is like he may be senile now, but when he did a lot of this stuff. He had his wits about him. It was you're going back, whatever it is, 10 years to when he was vice president. So that, yeah, that, that's, I, that's, I, that's just committed, nonsense too. If I commit a crime now and, you know, 15 years from now, I'm arrested, but I'm senile then. It's like, <laughs> am I, am I, do I get off the hook? Uncle you Junior. Be, you're not I mean, you might wind up in a, in a funny farm or something. Well, just because, you know, if, if, if every black criminal can say, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, you know, every white collar white criminal can say, I don't know what date it was. I don't know what date it was. Um, it's ridiculous. Like, it's like an old mafia trick, right? Uncle Junior yeah. from The Sopranos. It, based on reality, there forgot the guy's name, but it actually happened. Yeah. Well, was it yesterday the, uh... or so? He had a press conference with the Jordanian uh, king, and oh, he pronounced his wife's name. Thank God it wasn't George Bush mispronouncing his wife's name. And promised the Jordanian him. king, who is who is by the way, all in all. A good guy. He participated in an airdrop of alleged uh, food and medical supplies over Gaza. That is, he was in the aircraft as it dropped. Yeah, I heard that rumor. Yeah, food and Gaza. I saw the I saw the video. Now I like the Jordanian king, and he's got to do what he's got to do to maintain his power in Jordan. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's this whole. Gaza thing is, I, mean, I don't think the Israelis had a plan, so I, I'm just, I'm sort of disgusted with them, but whatever. We'll bring that one up next week. What do you say, Adam? I was going to say, I was just going to say, as far as the, the her report goes, I, I think that we should test his theory and, and bring the trial in a very red district and see if the jury would find him to be incapable of, of standing trial and sympathetic. Mm-hmm. 
Alabama. Right. Let's bring it in. Let's bring it, bring it in Alabama, somewhere mm-hmm. in Alabama or Mississippi or or te- or Texas or Oklahoma. I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see. You know, the same way that they're bringing charges against Trump in D.C. Let, let's see. Let's see some. Uh, let's see them prosecute Biden in a, in a red district and and see how sympathetic he really is. Now, process wise, well, we her called for prosecution that would have had to go to Garland, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, honestly, after the report comes out. Every reporter who's worth their salt should be, you know, approaching Kamala and saying, you know, the report said he he was too senile to, you know, hold up in court. Do you think he's, you know, he has enough wits about him to be president? Well, I mean, you know, when Republicans have come out and said that if he's not competent to stand trial, then then we need the 25th Amendment to invoke. Right. And again, Okay, it's all talk and chatter with them. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything about it. They should, they, you know, if he's not competent, I mean, how can you, how can you, be a patriot and cooperate with his government if he's not competent to be yeah. president? But I mean, you have to do it. everything in your power. I mean, impeach him if you have to. If they won't invoke the twenty fifth amendment, impeach him. Oh, they, come on. They impeached Mayorkas, and that's a horrible but, yeah. bipartisan mistake. And who's the idiot yeah. Republican buck or somebody who's like all ticked off at the Republicans because they set a horrible precedent by impeaching Mayorkas? Yeah, horrible sorry, precedent. Did history start idiot. yesterday or something? What did I miss? <laughs> well, all I know is that half the uh, appointed officials, not just in this administration, but in every administration, should be impeached. And, uh, you know, half of the Supreme Court justices and half of the, <laughs> uh, you know, other appellate court justices. I mean, impeachment is is something that is not used nearly enough. And Mayorkas, who is just the scum of the earth, speaking of Hyas, the Israeli migrant, he was on the board of director of, of Hyas. They're the ones who, uh, one of the ones who, who facilitate all of this mass migration into the United States. He was on Hyas board of directors does and now highest, he's does highest pretend to be jewish anymore because they changed the name from hebrew immigrant age society um aid society to highest and i don't even know how jewish they even pretend to be anymore well i mean i i i, I they were at their at their core it was a jewish immigration society yes I but mean, i think I, they pretty much dumped it well, I, they're all sucking on the teat of government, right? I mean, it's Catholic charities oh, in the same yeah. way. How much are they? How much do they listen to the Pope? Oh, don't listen to the Pope; he's not Catholic. How much do they listen to the bishops? They just do what they feel like doing, well, and they suck on the government teat. It's kind of hard to resist, is it not? They're they're like seriously, the Catholics are just—they don't care about the people that are filling the churches and and doing everything. They're they're doing everything to drive us away from the church. They're paying for immigrants and yet the people that are catholic that are suffering they're not doing anything for they are i mean you know closing down catholic schools and yet you know the pope has rubies diamonds everything i mean the catholic church is really working hard to to make i i took rcia i converted i'm like wow you guys really do not want to have a church what is it's very confusing hello hello what is rcia Oh, it's like Roman Catholic. Like I wasn't Catholic. And then my husband, it's really important to him. So I converted and I, or I was converted from nothing. I just went through it. 
just because it's an issue that's really his religion and his faith is really important. You have to, to you you have to um, uh, go to school if you want to convert to Catholicism, just like you have to do to Judaism. You have to go yeah. to a school and pass it so that you understand the faith. Right, which yeah, again, it's, a, it's a lot community. easier to get into Islam, isn't it? Yes, Islam is easy. They all they do. You just is, go to jail. Well, yeah, the oh, show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's true too. Unfortunately, the lady uh, is on fire. Sorry, he's just sorry. mad about the election, rightfully so. I'm Make really angry. Sad. It's it's hurtful. I mean, she's such a, you know, I'm so well, close first to. First of all, she represented the white supremacist racists of Israel. Um, you know, Israel put out a commercial or a YouTube or something with a whole bunch of people saying we're white colonialists, and not one of them obviously is white. And Israel yes. is incredibly well integrated, um, which is pretty yeah. funny. Oh, if we're going to pick on religions, can we talk about that stupid um, Jesus Loves Us ad in the Super Bowl where they oh, had yeah. all of these white people washing minorities' feet? And like, Jesus, Jesus didn't hate, he washed feet. Well, first I thought of all, it was an OnlyFans commercial at first with all that foot fetish stuff going on. I was like, oh, where, where's this? Ooh. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus washed feet once to make a point but jesus's point is repent of your sins believe in me that's his point it had nothing right. to do with feet washing or love or hate I, I there is a majority of christians now who i think believe jesus was a hippie peace protester right out of woodstock that's their view of jesus with the long scruffy hair and <laughs> kind of my and whatever view the guy smoking a, smoking a doobie and it's like Love and peace, man. That's their view of Jesus. That is absolutely not what the record shows. Um, and so I, I, I just, it's just, it's so, it's so disgusting. I haven't anyway. seen the YouTube, but I know Glenn Beck did a YouTube saying it wasn't so bad and defending it, but I have no idea why. I thought it was, I hate feet. So I, I didn't know where it was going. And, you know, I came into the whole Catholic thing so late in my life. So I, I was just like, this is a little kinky what's going on here? Like it was, it was very uh, bizarre to me and uh, it turned me off, but the commercials on that whole, I think were pretty funny and entertaining. Some were good. Yeah. Some were. Really yeah. They were good. And that, you know, Taylor Swift was adorable and Travis, he was a little <laughs> cringe when he sang Viva Las Vegas, but um, he, it was adorable. He made a, an idiot out of himself after that uh, Super Bowl. He, he was on the stage. He I know, but across, he just won the Super Bowl. He came across as a complete and total clown. Maybe he's running yeah. for president. I My sister to... listens to his and Jason Jason's podcast. A podcast, and she loves it. They're funny. Um, she thinks they're very funny. Um, they are. They're goofballs, and they lean into it, and. You know, that's they remind me a lot of the guys that my brother played football with. And it, that's just how they are. They nobody ever tells them, no, they're propped uh -huh. up and they're pretty much modern day like uh, gladiators. And they so, go like accost the uh, head coach during the middle of the game. <laughs> I've done that. I'm guilty of, of really? losing my temper uh, in championship games. I am absolutely guilty. Uh, as a mom uh, or as a player? Making, making <laughs> as a player. Physical as contact? a player. Physical contact with the coach? Uh, not with the coach. <laughs> Don't we have a Fifth Amendment I mean, on uh, the show? I, I, I remember seeing the other way around here and there in sports, like Bobby Knight uh, 
you know, maybe hitting one of his players or something, but not, it's not easy. the player going after the, you know, those were better times. On the side. Those I've were been better told, times. Yes. I've been told, you know, when I'm a coach, I've been told off by my coaches, you know, sit down, shut up. You're here to play a game. Quit mouthing off. Imagine that. And um, it, it happens. I mean, this is, yeah. you know, for me, it was just a, a softball championship. But when you're like, that's your world. You your league. <laughs> Tennis, I, 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 I even lost my mind in dodgeball. I'm very competitive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm glad we're doing this on Zoom, guys. Oh my goodness, I'm having vis <laughs> visions of meet the parents. Uh, you know, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't slam it and hit it into somebody's nose, did you? No, no, no. But if you can dodge, what is it? If you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. I was in a competitive wow. dodgeball league. It's so much fun. Holy crap. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I've got to go to one of your son's games. Because oh, this is just. This hockey? Is, well, whatever he plays, he must play something. So. Of course, he, he does jujitsu and hockey. What a combo. He's my boy. <laughs> so if he gets in a fight in a hockey game, he can use the jujitsu to like, yeah, okay. That's... You think I didn't think about that? My kid's going to be six yeah. foot seven. Everyone's going to take him down. Want to. <laughs> I think He's I was confusing dodgeball fight. and volleyball there for a second. But the, the the movie Dodgeball has to be one of the worst movies of all time. I'll say that. Are you kidding? I love oh, it. Terrible. You can you need to play, then you'll understand. <laughs> I played it in school. I loved playing it when I was a kid in school. You're not Barely. allowed to play those games in school anymore. Oh, they might get they might get hurt. They might cry. Oh please. Right. I think our audience. Look at this face. It's been smacked a lot. And, and you gotta save us here. Well, I think the story that we we haven't talked about was, uh, you know, Putin talked about Nord Stream and, you know, that the U.S. did blow it up. And I think that a relate, the related story that really caught my eye this week is that it's finally having an impact, an impact in Germany, in Europe as a whole, but especially in Germany. Uh, the German banking system and the, the German economy is in a lot of trouble. Uh, I, I hesitate to use the word collapse, but I've heard other people using the word collapse. Um, the, you know, in Germany, it's it's a combination of not being able to get uh, energy from the natural gas pipeline from Russia, uh, coupled with the green policies that have shut down nuclear plants and other uh, energy producing uh, operations in Germany. Uh, and companies are trying to get out of Europe and Germany in particular as fast as they can. And, you know, I talked last week about the story, you know, the, you know, the story we didn't talk about was the the looming banking crisis. And, uh, you know, the commercial real estate market in Germany is tanking as we speak. And, you know, the, the banking sector is what funds the commercial real estate market. So the German banks are also in a lot of trouble right now. Um, you know, it's, the world is connected and, you know, we'll see what happens, but that's a story that we didn't really get to. And I was going to bring it up if we could, but I'll just, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to um, comment one thing on that. And that is that industrialization manufacturing requires cheap electricity. The cheaper the electricity, the more the manufacturing uh, efficiency and what Germany has done to his electric sector, it's shut down all of its nuclear plants, which provide the baseline load for very low uh, cost. 
and has gone to a lot of these extremely um, intermittent, like wind and solar, which sometimes provide power, sometimes don't, and have to be backed up with gas, natural gas. Nothing wrong with natural gas. If you have natural gas, Germany doesn't have it. So it has to import it from, guess what, the Russians. And what this does is drive the price of electricity up and put all of these um, manufacturing hubs. You know, if you're trying to make steel, if you're trying to make aluminum, even if you're trying to make cars, you need cheap electricity to drive all those machines. And by destroying your electric power sector, like the German Greens and Social Democrats have done, you have basically said, okay, we're going to ship all our our, uh, jobs, our manufacturing jobs out of the country. Country like Hungary, and you say, well, Orban is pro-Putin, Orban is, it's like, no, Orban gets his power from Russian gas, because they don't have any nuclear, because they're behind the Iron Curtain. They don't, they, they have it, they have to. If their entire uh, manufacturing sector, which is keeping Hungarians employed, is based on this cheap electricity made from this cheap gas. And that's why he cannot do it. And it, it's just, um, you know, it's the suicidality of the Germans. And to be honest, the suicidality of the United States politicians mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Um, you know, wow. it, if, if you think of all of the ways they're trying to destroy the United States from suicide, there's energy, there's migration, there's don't put criminals in jail anymore. Um, it's all designed to destroy the United States. And it's like, are, do they want a civil war? Do they want secession? Do they want, I mean, what, what is their end goal? That's what they're America, well, they're nihilists. <laughs> I mean, look, you reminded me of another little uh, nugget from New Jersey, and I I won't expand on it too much, but there was a constitutional amendment proposed to ban the construction of any new natural gas plants in the state. I mean, New Jersey's energy mix is nuclear and natural gas for the most part. You know, so when I I see some of these crazy groups saying, oh, we got to go to wind and solar because New Jersey's all polluted. It's like we don't we don't even have coal plants here. You've got natural gla- gas, which has lowered carbon emissions in this country with the fracking and everything like that. You've gone from coal to natural gas, and then you have nuclear. I mean, how, how does Germany get rid of nuclear? It's the one clean source. It's the one we should all be able to agree on, and we can't. But that's that's because New Jersey. It's not about clean for them. It's about shutting down the energy sector. Suicide. Suicide is the best way to put it. Why suicide and not murder? Yeah. Yeah, it's murder. And it's murder. But from a country perspective, I mean, how can we not get that message out? Especially with all the traitors in the Republican Party. How how is it even possible? I don't know. I have a topic. What do we think... What do we think is going on with the Princess of Wales? Isn't it a little weird? Like abdominal surgery, maybe an ectopic, I've heard ectopic pregnancy. I've heard hysterectomy. I've heard she's dead. I've, I've heard anorexia. I I mean, I don't know. It's it's just really odd, I think. And then they bring Harry and Meghan back into the mix. And as soon as someone gets close to the truth, they're like, Harry and Meghan are doing this. It's very bizarre. 
I hadn't heard about that. Of course, King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer and they're not saying anything. He went in for a prostate exam. No, I thought the thing is, transparent with that. I, I, I don't think it's prostate cancer. Yeah. I, I think it's bladder cancer. I think he's in trouble. And that's why they're not saying anything. They're not giving details. Mm. Um, every Republican president has, yeah, every Republican president has to give, you know, every bit of information they have on medical, you know, Democrats mm-hmm. don't, but um, I'm surprised that they're keeping King Charles's uh, condition. And yes, Kate, um, Kate She's like has had extremely difficult pregnancies before. Yeah. And one would think that after having three kids, when she promised after the second, she would never have another one. It was time to snip the whole mm-hmm. princely, uh, um, you know, equipment. Um, 14 days in the hospital for that. But I, I, I no, I mean, it's time for him to snip his equipment so she doesn't get pregnant again. Oh, yeah. yeah, she does have, uh, he does have um, problems and, you know, yeah. with her uterus. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't have to get a hysterectomy and that's what it was. Yeah, but fourteen days in the hospital for that is that is that normal? I mean, I might when no. royalty. You say no. it, it, it is the uh, the UK socialized medicine system. So well, I mean, royalty. in the United States, if you're getting that. a hyst- <laughs> if you're getting a hysterectomy, they schedule it eight in the morning and they push you out at like eleven, right? That's but, my point. Uh, but uh, I there if there's complications, then. If, if she has infection, then yeah, they might keep her in, if only because they meet, might need to fight the infection with intravenous antibiotics. Although you'd think you, they could do that in the palace if you're a prince or princess. Right. Yeah. She just wanted to get away from the kids. She's thinking, that's a hell of a way. I don't know. Maybe she's having mental. I thought maybe she was having some mental issues and they just didn't want to make it public. Um, because it's fortunate. She's the only sane person in the whole British monarchy. She is, she's, I, I really, I, uh, I, I find her charming and kind of sweet. And I love the little kids They're, you know, just from a purely like surface, uh, you know, view, I just think it's kind of cute. Um, but yeah, no, it's a little concerning. We have to bring she, back our UK correspondent next week. Yeah. I'll be and, uh, Parker. <laughs> no, get the poop from Daniel. So, yeah. okay, folks going to wrap up for the evening. Um, please send feedback to the Conservatarian Exchange at libertyblock.com. Please visit libertyblock.com for the latest of stories and op-eds. And we will see you all next week, regular time, Wednesday at 545. Have a great evening.